now recording. Thank you, Craig. Now recording. <laughs> and I am also recording now. Okay. Oh, I've been recording for the past three minutes. Well. Oh, good for you, Tanner. So, good thing I'm not editing this because I would be very frustrated by that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make a note for Emma. <laughs> Wait, Emma or Emily? Emily. Sorry. I know too many okay, people I, named a I, combination I, of Emma or Emily. <laughs> It's the plague of the 2000s. Yeah, oh, it's it's just like when I went to high school with like seven different Jordans. Mm-hmm. Emma, Jessica, Sarah, Emily. Remember when all the boys were named Jason and all the girls were named Brittany? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I know what you're trying to get at, Tanner. I'm just trying to remember if that was a thing when I was growing up, but I don't think it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's from Hercules. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I've never seen Hercules. That's a lie. <laughs> I've, I've seen Hercules and then I've experienced it so many times in Kingdom Hearts. Just far too many times. Yeah. I lived out the real life Hercules. <laughs> I, I got to be Hercules. No, I wish. I think we all wish, Lena. <laughs> yeah. But only the Disney version. Yeah. Not the, not the actual Greek myth version. What about the TV version? No, definitely not that one. Not the TV yeah. version. Disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> isn't isn't he played like that by that like one shitty actor like who's a really shitty person now? I mean, he probably was at the yes. time. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yes. Okay. Hey, hey, Christina, when are y'all gonna talk about God's Not Dead? Um, <laughs> when we have the emotional fortitude to do so. Fair enough. All right. Do you guys want to count? Okay. Yeah, let's count. Right. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Nine. Okay. <laughs> Seventeen. <Nice>. Twelve. <laughs> I am sorry to the editor of this episode. I'd like to be a little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting all the cheeky guests in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheeky in every way. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christina gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me and welcome to loser like me this is a glee recap and reboot show and uh my name is christina and i don't have an opening bit to start with because the episode is playing in the background and i'm dragging myself (laughs) hi i'm tanner and i'm a lumberjack and i'm okay i sleep all night and i work all day (laughs) i cut down trees that were on heels (laughs) and i don't remember what the rest of the lyrics are but i know the reference uh, and with us, we have a special, very special guest this week. It's our former editor, Lena. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lena. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. I almost said that I'm the GM for this game, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. Uh, I am the GM for the Forgotten Era series of podcasts, which is currently an episode that regularly releases, and or a podcast that regularly releases, and then one that has released an episode, and I need to get to releasing more of that. 
Lena but no anyway. longer edits this podcast because this is what Glee does to a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and also, and also, I do have an opening bit. Are you ready for it? Yes. Yeah, go for it. Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Let's go. <laughs> Beautiful. I just got to a bit I can use, which is, my name is Christina, and I'm too depressed to even open this pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, if you have gleaned from our uh, statements, I don't know how you could have unless you're intimately familiar with the show like I am. Uh, we are watching Glee, episode 13 of season 2, Comeback, directed by Bradley Blacker. And written by Ryan Murphy, which I misspelled his name in our spreadsheet with an I. No, I like it. Keep it. It came out February 15th, 2011, which is fitting because I'm pretty sure in-universe this takes place like a few days after Valentine's Day anyways. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. a thing that was referenced in this episode. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's all flooding back to me. <laughs> it takes place at a point where... Canonically, they've already switched at the stores. They've already switched from Valentine's Day stuff to uh, St. Patrick's Day stuff. From getting drunk on love to getting drunk on dreams. Now that's next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. I picked the wrong one. <laughs> to, to be fair, that was one, the next episode is one that's been dibsed for like a year, I think. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I honestly... I, I So I, I loaded up the... I loaded it up on a VPN of uh, Disney Plus because it's on Disney Plus in other countries, mm-hmm. and I and I saw the description for uh, I forgot which episode I was watching, and so I saw the description for the next one, and I was like, God, I really hope it's that one, and it was not that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we get into the nitty gritty, Lena, do you have any yeah. history with Glee, the show, or the extracurricular? So okay, so show wise, I watched. I, it must have been like ten years ago. Yeah, ten years old. <laughs> I I watched like some of season one on Netflix, and I was like, "This is not for me." Fair. And then, <laughs> and I I think thirteen uh, year old me made a good decision there. Then uh, I I as mentioned before, I edited this podcast for a while, so that was most most of my knowledge of Glee going in is this podcast. Specifically in editing this podcast. <laughs> as for as for like the extracurricular, uh, I took I took a lot of choir in high school. Oh nice. Like I, I sang in magical choir, I sang in regular choir, which I guess was kind of show choir. Uh, I sang in multiple a cappella groups. Like I did a lot of choir stuff and oh, cool. uh, for a year in college, the only year of college I've taken, I studied commercial music where I studied to try to be a singer, and that didn't really go well. So that's... Yeah. I do have a lot of singing experience, though. So, like, I... I this show should speak to me, mm-hmm. and it's bad that it does not. <laughs> I will say, though, actually, I, I didn't hate this episode. Yeah. I didn't hate it. <laughs> it's a miracle! <laughs> my, my verdict after watching it was... This might be the dumbest episode this season, but that doesn't make it the worst. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was like, there was a lot, like, yeah. and then I was like, really? But I was like, actually, I kind of enjoy how dumb it is, <laughs> which makes sense because I run a Kingdom Hearts podcast. I enjoy things when they're dumb. That that yes, that this all tracks. <laughs> you know what? You you can say a lot of things about this episode, but at least no one was sent to a dark cartel house in this episode. Did I what? Did this- what? <laughs> Anyways! Season 2, episode 1, baby! 
Oh my god. Also, Lena, I need you to high-five me through the internet as a fellow seasoned choir nerd. Okay, we did it. And also, I'm curious if you remember, did you have a favorite Madrigal song? Ah, uh, I don't- I let me look up Madrigal songs to see if I sang. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will preface my own answer by saying that, like, at my high school, our Madrigal choir really did not do a lot of, like- songs that would be conventionally described as madrigals and like the sense of like oh we are the people who go through and sing madrigal songs at ren fair genre of music we did a we it was more more advanced music instead of like specifically madrigals i'm looking at jw pepper for madrigal songs and i, uh, I found yes. the best madrigal song ever all star by smash mouth <laughs> <laughs> The top selling magical song. <laughs> the next best selling is 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 Wannabe uh, by the Spice Girls. I think. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh I don't. God. I don't. I don't remember any. Like it's been. It's been yeah. a long time. It's been at least like. Uh, god, has it? It's been like five, six years since I was in high school. Oh god. That's okay. That's okay. The passage of time is scary. Hey, listen. The passage Ele- of time is inevitable and does not exist. Eleven years for the two of us, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am I, yeah, I, I am actually a baby. I was at a birthday party last night with some of my friends, and one guy was complaining about feeling old, and he was 22. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. If the last year and a half has taught us nothing... If it's taught us one thing. It's, no, it's truly taught us nothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It really hasn't taught us anything. Yeah. But the, one of the things that it's taught me is that it doesn't matter how many years you have spent on this planet. You are allowed to just feel old sometimes. I feel or old. Or a lot of the time. All the time. <laughs> it's time for us to regressar. <laughs> no hablo espanol. Yes. Samesies. To return. Yes. We we do open on Christina's Spanish Corner. Yes, because Will Schuster, the menace, has decided, <laughs> after having spent two episodes supporting the students from the background, that he needs to have his own A-plot this episode, or at least some kind of a plot. It's like an A-and-a-half plot. Yeah, an A-minus plot. <laughs> and he starts it out by teaching his Spanish class, which includes, I think, just all of the Glee guys, and... He's like, oh, the word regresar means to come back. And it's like, no, it technically means, like, to return in a sense of, like... A boomerang? It's it's not it's not literal, but it's, like, a connotation sense. I think a boomerang would probably be devolver, when, where volver is turn, and devolver would be to return. Okay. So it's not the dictionary definition, but... It's more correct than some of the Spanish has been in this show, so I'm not upset by it. <laughs> I, I was curious, and I looked up Spanish for boomerang, and it's boomerang. <laughs> nice. But like with a U instead of an OO, and I actually really like that. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Anyways, Will is here, and he's like, the Glee is, d- don't, don't call Glee a comeback. We've been here for years, uh, and nothing can stop us now <laughs> that we have all of Sue's cheerleading money. <laughs> Yes. But then Emma runs in, and she's like, terrible news, Will. I found a typed-out <laughs> page that says goodbye, cool world, in Sue's diary. Terrible news, Will. A body has been discovered. <laughs> <laughs> Sue has written in her diary that she is committing Sue-icide. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this episode is going to have a major content warning for a lot of for a lot of jokes that shouldn't really have been jokes. Should have should have maybe like <laughs> had fewer of them, or or at the like either don't have them or like treat it actually like with sensitivity. But I guess that would be a lot to expect from R- Ryan Murphy. Look. Ryan Murphy was writing this episode. He does not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I've discovered. If Ryan Murphy has written an episode, it will not be sensitive. Yeah, and here's mm-hmm. here's the thing is like I can I could almost give those a pass if it was something in like Scream Queens or American Horror Story because those are supposed to be like just bullshit all the time. But Glee is trying to like mm-hmm. say something and so whenever they do those weird black comedy jokes, I'm like, hang on, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing is that Glee tries to do something about once every three episodes, so <laughs> it just it just doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, although I, I would argue it works a little bit better in this episode because I don't think this episode has a moral. Uh, the the yeah. moral is that arm warmers are a good look. Yes. <laughs> the moral is that I don't think the anyone on production realized how bisexual this episode was going to end up being. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Will and Emma break into Sue's house, and they see her, like, lying still on the bed surrounded by pill bottles. And Emma's like, she doesn't have a pulse. Uh, she She's not alive. And Sue's like, yes, I am. I can just stop my pulse at will because of my CIA training. <laughs> I know nothing about any of these characters. I don't even know their names, necessarily. So that, that had me, that was the first moment I just busted out laughing. I was like, I, yeah. <laughs> it caught me so off guard. <laughs> See, I've been watching some MSC3K lately, and my thought was, oh, Sue is the Puma Man. <laughs> she can stop her own pulse for ten minutes <laughs> and play dead because of a gift from the gods or something. But no, thankfully not. And that is not going to be the last time that I bring up the Puma Man oh boy. on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sue tried to overdose on gummy vitamins because she was told that if you had enough vitamin A, you'd drift off into oblivion. But no, she just has a sore jaw from all the chewing. And and she went to Skyrim instead. <laughs> hey, you. Wish she'd stayed in Skyrim. <laughs> You're finally awake. This is just, I'm just going to make video game references this whole time. That is my only source of comedy. Valid. <laughs> Will looks a little disappointed that she's not dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so does Emma a little bit. And Emma, Emma's trying to be guidance counselor like, Sue, you still have some stuff to live for. What if the Cheerios cheered for sports teams? And Sue's like, nope. The only thing that we had left was regionals and we didn't place. So now uh, there's no point in me existing. And Will's like, you know what? Sure. Do what you want. Goodbye, Sue. <laughs> yeah. You cannot harsh my vibe this week. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I have the money. <laughs> Anyways, Sam uh, is trying to invite Quinn to go to Color Me Mine, which I'm assuming is like a ceramics place. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, it's Coaster's Night. And she's like, sure, I can go. I guess I don't have anything else to do. And this is like, but you've been dating for the whole season. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know why, but ever since Quinn got mono, she's been so different. But because my name is Sam Evans, and I'm a good boy who trusts people, and Glee hasn't beaten it out of and me yet. And he's an idiot. And he's an idiot. Quinn told him that she got mono by saving Finn's life after he almost choked to death on a gumball. Yeah. 
And it wasn't even CPR. She just leans over and he wakes up and then she pulls the gumball out of her mouth. She just sucked that thing out of his trachea. (laughs) Powerful. So, good for her. (laughs) It's it's like when you you have a bunch of boba balls at the bottom, except a a way bigger boba ball. I, I would not know. I'm, I'm not actually not a fan of boba or tapioca in general. I have liked the boba that I had. Sometimes it gets a little too chewy and I'm like, not, that's not, that doesn't work with my mouthfeel. But mm. other times it's been like, mm, yes. Yeah, I, I, I tried it and I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I don't like having to chew my drinks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's fair. I like a, a multi experience experience. <laughs> <laughs> That was <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm sticking with that. Thankfully, Sam has decided that he has a solution to his relationship problems with Quinn because and please someone correct me here if I'm quoting him wrong. He says like, Oh, the two ways to a woman's heart, because this is set in Ohio, are hunting and rock and roll. When he's when he talks about the hunting, he looks at some like of the locker of another couple, and the guy's just got a jackalope head mounted in there. <laughs> yeah, <that> was- <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did enjoy the like visual background comedy. Glee's <laughs> mm-hmm. usually pretty good at that. Yeah. And then he says, "Who's more rock and roll than Justin Bieber? No one. That's who." Because this was set in 2011. It sure was. Joaquin Phoenix voice. I'm going to become the Bieber. <laughs> yeah. So I, I found I found a better plot summary for this episode, and it has my favorite line in any plot summary I've ever read, which is he performs in front of a group of 13 year old girls at a bar mitzvah and kills. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Sam has decided to start a one-man tribute band called the Justin Bieber Experience. So he puts on, he dresses like Justin Bieber, he does his hair like Justin Bieber, and to this entire room of disaffected teens, he starts playing Baby, and they all just go nuts. And in a scene that, to me, felt like that old footage that you see from, like, the Beatles being on tour and stuff, you know, it's like yeah. everyone's just out of their minds over this sometimes mediocre musical talent. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. That's good for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Make some money, side gig. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so then the other, I guess the C-plot of the episode is Rachel is trying to become a fashion trendsetter. Oh, yeah. So she storms up to Brittany, who is wearing leg warmers on her arms, and she's like, Brittany, I gave you my allowance so that you could take inspiration from my look and start a new trend, but now you're wearing leg warmers on your arms. And And Brittany's like, my arms were cold. And uh, it's a good look. I'll say it. It's a good look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is a very Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so predictable. Hey, hey, give hey, Brittany hey, a keyblade. Hey, Lena, yeah? can you give Brittany a keyblade? I. Uh, <laughs> she already has one. <laughs> I'll just I'll just write in my notes. Add Add Brittany from Glee to the campaign and give her a keyblade. Is Brittany a princess of heart? She is now. <laughs> I think she should be. I, so it's not going to be Rachel. I, yeah. I, so I don't know enough about 
any of these characters to say whether they're good enough of heart to be a princess of heart. But from what I saw in this one episode, she seemed pure of heart. I mean, I think at this point she is the only character without sin. And like, even when she will eventually cheat on her boyfriend, I know I don't want to count that because she didn't know it was cheating. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think if you make a mistake, but you just don't know you're making a mistake, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's every time I make a crime, I just say, I didn't know I was doing it, and I get away. <laughs> <laughs> this is not admissible evidence in court. <laughs> I love those people. I did a fucky-wucky. <laughs> Oopsie-woop. Oopsie-woopsie. <laughs> Oopsie-woopsie. They did a fucky-wucky. <laughs> this, is, this is uh this is every every villain I run in any campaign. That's their entire character motivation. <laughs> Sarah Zed, come on our podcast, please. Oopsie! I did a fucky wucky! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, where were we? Um, arm warmers. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, arm warmers. So, okay, so yeah, well, I think really that was that whole scene, is that Rachel's like, please wear the leg warmers on your legs, and Brittany's like, okay, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then the next scene is a Sue attacking the Glee kids in the hallway. She steals Finn's baseball clap because you know how I feel about hats. And then she throws Tina into the lockers just because. Yeah. And it's very comedic because she's like specifically grabbing the named cast members out of everyone in the hallway. Yeah. And like she throws Tina into some lockers. She grabs Lauren's books and stuff. There's a point where you can just see a student like crawling on hands and knees across the hallway (laughs) to avoid being in her line of sight. It's like in an anime when you can very much tell who the main characters are, even if you don't know anything else about the show, just because... (laughs) They were the ones being interacted with. Or it's like in an old school cartoon where like you could tell what part of the backdrop was actually where the monster was hiding because it was drawn in cell shading when everything else was painted. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, I like it. I... This is this is another part of what Lena was talking about with like good physical comedy. Yeah, <laughs> and in the background too. And so Will sees this and he's like, "I'm worried that Sue has become more dangerous because she has nothing else to do but torment us." Mm-hmm. That's my other primary motivation for villains. Yeah, he's saying this while yeah. he's in Emma's office with Emma, and then Sue walks in. And she's like, "Can I hang myself from the rafters?" Uh, th- I would try to do it in my office, but there's asbestos in there, and that could kill a person. <laughs> I did. So I still, I hated the joke on principle because again, like don't make suicide jokes, but I did, I did enjoy that particular aspect of the joke. Yeah. You know, and if if you tweaked it slightly, you could make it a joke about autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Which is still in Glee's wheelhouse, honestly. Yeah. 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 Not necessarily an improvement, but a different way to do it. Yeah. And they're like, okay, Sue, now that you're here, we're going to go ahead and have an impromptu intervention. And Sue's like, I'm just so depressed. I was so depressed that I resorted to singing along with a song in my car this morning on my way to work. And Emma's like, I have a great idea, which is Sue should join Glee Club. And Will is like, I'm going to go along with this. Well, not at first. For some reason. He's, He's pretty against it at first. But then Emma stresses that this could help Will prove the healing power of music. (laughs) Oh, no. And as we all know, nothing helps depression quite like Glee. (laughs) Depends on the episode. Did I mean the show or the club? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. By the end of an episode of Glee, you'll be too confused to be depressed. That, honestly, <laughs> a real talk, I was not feeling great the day that I watched this episode. And afterwards, I was like, huh, I am feeling a little bit better. Good. <laughs> because I had, I'm glad. I had nothing else to focus on other than my sheer and utter, like, I don't know what I just watched and I don't want to ever watch it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so no one else on the club is happy about this. And Will's like, come on, gang. Mm-hmm. Sue just needs some motivation to learn how to feel again. Uh, and then Sue threatens to pop Santana's tits with her blowgun. <laughs> yeah. She calls her airbags. And everyone is like, we can individually recount the ways that Sue Sylvester has demonized us. Heck, even from two scenes ago. <laughs> And Will's like, but no, we're the main character, so that means we have to be the better people about this, and I have to set an example for the team. Oh god, Will does have main character syndrome, doesn't he? He's had main character syndrome since the first episode, Tanner! No, you're right, you're right. <laughs> That's the reason the show exists. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Will's like, I got an envelope in the mail with uh, news on regionals. We already knew we'd be going against Kurt and the Warblers, and we're also going up mm-hmm. against oral intensity. Mm-hmm. As in sound. Not as in mouth. Not thankfully. as in the big suck. <laughs> they know a thing or two about getting gumballs out of airways. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make so much sense with the cut joke from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to note that when Will is talking about how, oh, we're facing Kurt and the Warblers, Sue goes, sweet porcelain. In the background, because that is the nickname that he chose for himself if she has to refer to him by a nickname instead of by his name. Yep. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that, so that, that I, I think that's a funny bit. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it was an episode dealing about Kurt being bullied, and Kurt was like, you always call me lady, and that also counts as bullying. And Sue was like, I generally didn't think about that. Well, here are some options for a new nickname, and he picks Porcelain. And yeah, pretty much through the entire series, he refers to him as Porcelain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the regionals are going to have a theme, and the theme is anthem. Does anybody know what an anthem is? It's the bottom of an ant's pants. <laughs> I did. That one was the second time I laughed really, really loud. <laughs> Brittany is great. Brittany is really great. I would watch a show just about her. Make a super cut of every Brittany scene, and I would watch all of Glee. Oh, I guarantee that's already out there somewhere. Lena, I have great, I have great news for you. Just go to the bottom of any out of context glee quote and someone's got a fan cam up that's just all of their favorite scenes usually of britney or santana maybe quinn or kurt or blaine and it's all a whole bunch of scenes set over music with some kind of a dance beat and yeah i i'm into it this is this is what i need in my life but yeah then sam is like i have an idea for an anthem and will looks at him and goes oh hi sam i did not see your new haircut <laughs> yeah it's like hello <laughs> i see that you are introducing one of the plots of this episode sam and then puck says dude your haircut makes your mouth look even wider and w- w- once again i'm starting to realize why everyone was campaigning for puck to be by. <laughs> yeah truly the most disaster of the disaster buys oh i think there's bigger disaster buys on this show <sighs> have we met them yet mm, yes it's sam He's like a positive disaster. This is, this is true. He gets more disastrous as time goes on, I'll say. Yeah. But yeah, Bieber music is anthem because it very music, very, very emotion, much our generation. Wow. Wow. So wow. And he does sing about, baby, I thought you would always be mine. To Quinn, 
And the girls are like, yeah! And the guys are like, okay. And Finn is like, I hate Bieber. Uh-huh. And, like, in the background of Baby, like, everyone's kind of, you know, dancing along, and people are getting into it. Inclu- and, like, it's all the girls and Puck that are, like, grooving along, which is further evidence for Tanner's theory. And it's just... Like, Sam Sam has some good dance moves, too, because he's doing a lot of choreography from the uh, from the music video, I'm guessing. And, like, Cordover Street can dance, and he can sing. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I do like it better than the original, because I can't yeah. with Justin's voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's part of why I liked the music in this episode as well, is that it removed a lot of the things that I don't like about Justin Bieber's music, which is Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, that, that was about my feeling. I was like, actually, these are kind of good songs when it's not him singing it. Mm-hmm. 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 And and then after he's done singing, Sue makes the requisite, haha, Justin Bieber looks like a girl joke. Yeah. I okay. Th- th- there is a long and storied history about lesbians who look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In fact, one of them did get onto the second season of the Glee Project, the reality show about competing to be on the uh, Glee. Really? They've since come out as non-binary. And at some point they were dating Allie. Oh, nice. Good for them. Good for them. So you yeah, actually know it's it's not that Justin Bieber looks like a girl, it's that Justin the Bieber looks butch. <laughs> Yes, that is true. Anyways. I just just think Jane Lynch deserves better than Sue Sylvester. Ah! I don't actually know anything. Maybe cut Ah! that because I don't actually know anything about Jane Lynch. Sue Sylvester exists solely because of Jane Lynch, honestly. Okay. Yes. I will will retract my previous statement. And honestly, of the people... Who have said problematic things post Glee? I think Jay Lynch has been like the the least bad. So like, mm-hmm. not great, but better than Liam. Campaigning Michelle. for the wrong Democrat pales in comparison to some of the other bullshit that's happened. So like, whatever. Yeah, yes. I've 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 heard some uh, interesting things about Liam Michelle. Yes, but this is not an episode about Liam Michelle. Thankfully. This is this is an episode (laughs) about Mike Puck and Artie approaching Sam the locker room and saying, Hey, can we join your cult? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All praise to the beaver. All praise to the beaver. He is like a mini god. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's just it's fine. Artie is once again trying to use science to explain girls being horny or not horny at any given moment. Yeah, they they, they explain that it's because it, it there's a romantic hangover following Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like as they're describing this, like they they show like oh Tina and Mike are kissing in the hallway, and then Tina's playing Angry Birds behind his head while they are kissing <laughs> in another very 2011 <laughs> and then, thing for then him he's to like, show. And then he's like, "Do you want to see my abs?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And <laughs> He pulls off his shirt, but we just still, she's still playing Angry Birds, and I think that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, Harry Shum Jr. and Jenna Ushkowitz are good at comedy. Yeah, it was. Not that Glee cares about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was quite, uh, quite a big fan of that particular joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finn, Finn is like, no, Bieber sucks, and that's, that's the whole thing. And then we cut to, uh, Everybody's now wearing arm warmers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. T- technically, before we see that, we see Rachel's to-do list, which I did jot down. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. I, yes. I, I, did, I only read some <laughs> of it, but I did. I did enjoy what I read. There's five entries, but like the last one, she's in the middle of writing, and it kept cutting away before I could see it. So I only got the first four. We've got Celine Dion's B Day. 
friend request for Barbara mm-hmm. Streisand again. And Margaret yep. in concert heart. Avatar on and ice edition. Avatar on ice. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of, I kind of stepped on your, on your bit, Tanner. I just could not contain the fact that in another time capsule of this episode of Glee, they were like, "Yes, of course, James Cameron's Avatar on ice." Oh, they were pushing it so hard. <laughs> they, uh, a later joke involves <laughs> Sam speaking Navi. Yep. And- mm-hmm. That one was another one where I laughed maybe a bit too hard because I was just like, so I didn't know when this released. 2011. <laughs> so to me, these these weird, very dated references just came out out of absolutely nowhere because I didn't register that this was a very 2011 thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this would have been, oh no, okay, so I guess 2009. So yeah, still a year off, but like... <laughs> Yeah, it was just it, yeah. It kept on like kicking me in the face with these weird dated references, and I was like, "Okay, sure." I think it was still in the cultural consciousness, just because everyone was still expecting a sequel to come out like the next year. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I and I keep mm-hmm. on getting updates that are like, "We promise, Avatar Two is coming at some point." Avatar Two yeah. is the new New Mutants. Every time it gets a release date, I just attach the gif from Letterkenny, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, the only good thing about exactly. Avatar is that we got uh, the world of Pandora in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, apparently Disney didn't even announce the Pandora Park until September 23rd of 2011. <laughs> So maybe Ryan Murphy heard from heard from the production crew at Disney. They were like, hey, we need you to put Avatar references in Glee to keep the zeitgeist up. <laughs> we need people to be excited about Avatar again. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, arm warmers. Yeah. Yes. Arm warmers. Everyone loves them. We all have them. Yes. <laughs> and Rachel's Tina's like, my arms have never been toastier. <laughs> And Rachel Berry is like, Brittany, this is not what we agreed upon. We agreed that you were going to dress exactly like me. And since you're not doing that, I need you to give me my allowance back, please. And, and I don't remember. It was something about goats that Brittany spent her money on. Yeah. I can't I can't give you your money back because my uncle lost his job and his goat was going hungry. <laughs> so I spent it on food for the goat. Well, actually, the goat just ate the money. So I guess it kind of counts. <laughs> That was what it was. It was another just. I I, I need to find this Britney supercut. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. Britney Glee supercut. Okay, Glee best of Britney funny moments all seasons. There we go. There Perfect. we go. Perfect. That's what I'm doing after this podcast over. <laughs> but yeah, Rachel tells her that the only way that they can fix the situation now is if Britney just dresses like an, in a normal Rachel outfit. And so she's going to give her another round of allowance, and she has to go to Kids R Us. <laughs> Closes at 6 p.m. sharp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> D- describes the look as sexy schoolgirl librarian chic. Yeah. Yeah. Which, interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll call it interesting. It's not great, but it's also not wrong. <laughs> yep. Like, you could- I would be willing to bet- a small portion of money that that's exactly how Ryan Murphy described her outfit to the wardrobe team Fair. on Glee's production crew. Yeah, <laughs> notwithstanding the fact that she's supposed to be like sixteen or seventeen, it's fine. Yeah, the, this, it's this, not fine. This but. show kind of does the the one thing that a lot of young adult fiction does, which is a, maybe 
maybe maybe we should not sexualize the minors like this, maybe. Not these teens fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Ryan Murphy. That's <laughs> So we we now get to the, the reveal of the episode, which is that this was all part of Sue's dastardly plan to destroy the Glee Club from within. Mm-hmm. And she's going to pit Rachel and Mercedes against each other because she goes to them separately for advice on being a diva. And then after they, they give her their advice, she's like, oh, you're not anything like the way the other one described you as being a talentless hack. <laughs> it's just... So then Rachel and Mercedes meet in the hallways and they're like, I heard what you said about me. I heard what you said about me. I guess we have to sell this the old fashioned glee way. A diva off tomorrow. I'm going to walk all over you. I mean, I feel like if they had a diva off out of the context of glee, we all know who would win. Yeah. Also having a diva off within the context of glee, we know who win. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If, If there was any kind of an actual competition outcome... For this musical number, we know it. It like Mercedes would mm-hmm. win. Okay, I I was I I I wanted to say Mercedes would win, but I don't know enough about Glee to like do that confidently. But I will say that I yes, I I very much enjoyed her in this episode. Yes, Mercedes is phenomenal. <laughs> my <laughs> my two favorite characters, Brittany and Mercedes. I don't know <laughs> any other characters. Mm-hmm. I just something that baffles me is that they kept doing one of those like spinning shots. No, it's an orbital shot around Rachel and Mercedes as they're having this confrontation, and I'm just like, why? Why are you doing it this way? <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta put your budget in things. <laughs> but yeah, so next time they're in Glee Club, it's Finn mm-hmm. goes up to Quinn. He's like hey, what if we went to uh, ice rink bumper cars on Friday? And Quinn's like, I don't know what I'm doing Friday anymore. I'm torn between you and Justin Bieber. Yeah. And then the new and improved Justin Bieber experience walks in and Mike's got his hair styled like Justin Bieber and Artie's hair. It's just how he styles it normally. It was already pretty Bieber-esque. <laughs> yeah. And then Puck is wearing a wig. Yeah, it's yep. <laughs> if you look closely during their uh, musical number, you'll see that it's actually attached to the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really good. I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, hair flip, hair flip. They sing somebody to love, not that one. Mm-hmm. They dance with <laughs> the worst. They already did the other one. <laughs> but honestly, like I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, th- this one was mm-hmm. my second favorite song of the episode, actually. I I think it would be my third favorite. I I, yeah. I did I I ranked them all, but I, okay. I and my answers may surprise you. Actually, we'll actually, no, yeah, you're right. This would be my third favorite as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But yeah, the girls are screaming at them like they're the Beatles, the 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 Beebles, <laughs> the Beebles. <laughs> yeah. Justin Beatles, my favorite Spider-Man character. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna put in notes for a thing. Beatles, <laughs> very fun. There you go. They they do a lot of throwing around chalk yeah. too. I'm guessing it's chalk. It's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Ryan Murphy product. Yeah, I mean, hey, if Glee went on long enough. Yeah. And Finn is sitting in the audience. He's like, I don't understand this. And then at some point, he's like, Maybe I do understand this. <laughs> Character and- growth. Yeah, and then Quinn walks up to him and she's like, I'm going to be busy on Friday doing ceramics with my boyfriend. Yeah. Samston Beavens. 
Samston Beavins. <laughs> and also Puck goes up to Lauren. He's like, hey, hair flip. What'd you think of my performance, hair flip? And Lauren's like, I tend to get turned on by Bieber until I remember that he looks like he's 12 years old. That was a line that was said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a pass because in universe, they're both like 16 at this point. Yeah, I, I will give I will give that a pass. That's that. There are some things later on that I, I'm less willing to give a pass, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Puck is like, we, we both know there's something between us. Just tell me what I need to do to win me over because we both know that I'm an idiot. And she's like, listen. This may not have been it, but I have a proposition for you. And then she saunters away. Mm-hmm. And then Quinn tells Sam that, like, we're on for ceramics. And he's like, yeah. And then Santana walks up behind him and she's like, you're stupid and you know that Finn cheated with Quinn on you. Not, that's the wrong words. That was last episode. You, you know that Quinn cheated on you with Finn, right? Yeah. Is their ship named Finn or Quinn? Discuss. Um, I, I actually, I'm sure there's an answer to this because I, but I was not in the Glee fandom ever in my life, and I think that's good of me. I think it was Fu Win. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Fiqui, <laughs> Quiffy. But yeah, uh, Quinn is explaining to Finn that she's horny for Sam because he's a shameless artist. That's yeah. the whole scene. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one. We see Lauren just obliterate several other members of the wrestling team. Which, mm-hmm. good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. And then Puck's like, do guys ever get erections when they wrestle you? And she goes, shut up, Puckerman. We're here for business. <laughs> here, here's the thing. At, at this point, I think these two, their love language is just being like uncomfortably horny around each other. <laughs> it's definitely a way to do things. Because she's, she's yeah. never really put off by it at all. She's, yeah. at a certain point, you can tell she's kind of into it. Yeah, it's, I, I got that impression that mm-hmm. he wasn't necessary. I mean, he was kind of pushing boundaries still, but I think, like, she was okay with yeah. it. They're both teenage yeah. dirtbags. Baby. <laughs> I feel like the important thing is also that, like, Lauren Zeises knows that at any point, if Puck tries to make a move that she's not willing to turn down politely that she can't obliterate him oh yeah she could punch him in the throat <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh L- lena you like was it was it last episode tana or the one before that where she just ruckused santana's entire yeah, it shit? was last episode where santana tried to start a cat fight and lauren was just like throwing her down the hall and hurling her into lockers <laughs> <laughs> yep just like just like me playing yakuza like <laughs> picking up people mm-hmm. and throwing them Yes, exactly. Lauren Zeises, like a dragon. <laughs> G- gotta, gotta call up the Yakuza studio and have them make a Lauren Zeises game. God, I would love to see it. G- give Ashley Fink some good yep. work. Um, but anyways, so Lauren wants to sing mm-hmm. her first solo in Glee Club, but despite all of her extreme power and confidence and the fact that she is like hot butter, she's still self-conscious about singing in front of other people. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I am about that. And yeah, that's a understandable character trait. Yeah. And uh, he then points out like, yeah, you know what? Like, if you're concerned about being confident while you sing, you should just imagine everyone in their underwear. And she's like, even the dudes. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's not about like, it's not about sex. It's about imagining people as more vulnerable than you. And she's like, okay, so it's about power. This was the second bisexual moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and she's... and. 
She's like, you know what? I think I can make that work. Because she's Lauren Zeiss and of course she can. Yeah. Yeah, and so then he goes, can I touch your knockers now? And she says, only if you want to lose your hand. But you're getting there. <laughs> I did like that line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because she would just rip it off. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But before we get Lauren Zeiss's number, we have to get the diva off. Uh, so Sue is telling yeah. Mercedes that she expects a bloodbath. Meanwhile, Rachel is walking in with Brittany, who is wearing like a carousel horse purple sweater and like the skirt and stockings and all that. And she looks real good. Mm-hmm. And Rachel is like, this This is excellent. Is there any way you can cut class and just walk up and down the hallway so people see you? And Brittany says, yeah, actually, most teachers say that if I cut class, I could improve my grades. <laughs> I did enjoy that line, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brittany. Brittany, you beautiful angel. Yeah. And then Finn has shown up in his beaver outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is It is so weird that at this point, it's almost all the girls are dressed as Rachel and almost all the guys are dressed as Bieber. <laughs> yep. The two genders. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to th- get a third gender later on in the episode. That's true. Oh, no, we get, a th- we get the third gender right now because uh, Will walks in and he says, okay, guys and gals, and Sue. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the one thing I took note of. I was like, Sue's the third gender. <laughs> yep. Also, oh, and in my notes, I did point out that Rachel is wearing a bisexual sweater. Yes, it does say love, and it is in, like, purple and pink and red, not blue, but still. I mean, it is compounded by the fact that they're singing Take Me or Leave Me from Rent, and Rachel's singing the Idina Menzel part, who's not her mom. Because she's legally required to get to sing every Idina Menzel song. Apparently, but Maureen, the character in Rent, is also bisexual. Not a flattering portrayal of bisexuals, mm-hmm. but the point being, this is a little bit of a queer <laughs> yep. anthem. And it's it's an anthem fitting the theme. Yes. It is. And like, because everyone in this club, except for arguably Sue Sylvester, is at least tangentially musical theater kids at this point. So of course they all know Rent. Yeah. So here's the thing. I never did musical theater. So when this when when it was like everybody knows this song, I was like, "All right, I definitely know this song." And then I was like, "I don't know this song. I've never seen Rent." Good. Keep it that way, Lena. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about Rent at all. Has actually. has Theo seen Rent yet? <laughs> uh I I will I will ask him in our group chat. Be like, "Hey Theo, have you seen Rent?" <laughs> I'm sure he'll give you the cliff notes. Okay. We'll find out later. Live on air. <laughs> I don't think he's, I think he's currently at work, so we might not hear for a while. Ah. You can put it in the episode. Theo, notes. call into work so you can watch Rent. <laughs> Real talk, I call out of work just to watch the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> fair. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I mean, I, I wasn't feeling great in general, so I was just like, hey, I'm going to take off of work, but mm-hmm. it was all worth it because Bayonetta got announced. And... Yes. She, she did that for you. <laughs> she did that for me. I'm Bayonetta's girlfriend. Congratulations, Lena. <laughs> Thank you. I, I worked really hard for it. <laughs> I'm just curious what the two of you thought about it. So, okay. I, I went into this with no biases about any characters. And so I mm-hmm. really, really liked yeah. this song. Yeah? I like it, it. I really, really enjoyed this song. I think Mercedes did a better job with the singing. But I thought they, I thought they both did a great job. I thought it was a very fun. I liked seeing them become friends at the end of everything because, as we all know, the power of friendship beats everything. Yeah. Sue is a Kingdom Hearts villain, and the power of friendship will defeat her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. Good. I'm glad to hear that, Lena. Tanner. <laughs> I also really liked it. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as the original. I'm going to blame that on Leah Michelle. 
Amberati knocked out of the park, <laughs> as per usual. You see, that's, yes. that's, that's why I mentioned I don't have any biases about this, because I didn't even know Leah Michelle was Rachel. I just, I was like, this is a fun song. Yeah, like, it's it's very much the, the um, Leah Michelle and Rachel have a very specific voice, and it doesn't always necessarily work with what they're giving her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was like it it fit Amber Riley's vo- or Amber Riley's voice fit the song a lot better than Leah's did. Also, Leah does have a tendency to just mm-hmm. go a little bit over the top with all of her yeah. singing. Yes, but yeah, I, I do I do think Mercedes was the best part of that song. Yes, I agree. But by the end, they've decided that they're both friends again now. Yay! Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay! Friendship. Sue is disappointed that mm-hmm. there is no murder. Yes. Me playing. I don't know. I was trying to think of a joke. I sometimes I I I think of the setup to a joke, and I do not think of the punchline. But I hope it'll come to me eventually, and it never does. <laughs> I feel that. So the next scene is Will pulling Sue into his office, and he says, "Hey, I noticed that you weren't vibing today in Glee. Would you like to follow me to an undisclosed location to do something that is definitely not a date on Friday night?" And she's like, "Well." This has enough mystery that I'm intrigued, and also I could possibly leave you there. But yeah. no, they're going to the pediatric cancer ward. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Very special episode. Yeah. So Sue was like, no, I need to get out. I've learned my lesson. I was selfish. I had problems, but they pale in comparison to other people who have had to deal with and come out the other side of worse. So can you please just leave? And Will's like, no, we got to celebrate you finding your soul by singing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you find your soul, singing. Yeah, I mean, okay, so he, he does say, like, singing can help you reach a deeper part of yourself that you can't otherwise necessarily. And see, what I thought what I thought he was going to try and tell Sue, that it's, it's not just about her knowing she needs to be nicer, but the fact that she should do nicer things and that the act of the kindness can help her deal with her depression. Mm-hmm. Which would have been a better moral, but I don't think they come into the vicinity of that. It's very much more about, like, you gotta sing real hard. If you sing hard enough, you, you get the happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sue's, like, singing killed my grandparents, or whatever that one line from Trolls is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Singing killed my grandma, that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, uh... I guess it was kind of a touching scene. I, I I always have issues when shows are like, let's let's try to humanize people by having them interact with kids with cancer. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you weren't a dick to a kid with a really bad disease. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is like the continuing Sue theme where it's like, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want Sue to be this nasty, bitchy, evil teacher that they can just have say the most horrible things that are so ridiculous that it loops back around to comedy. Mm-hmm. But they also want to have her be like this kind-hearted person who deep down just wants to be loved and really does care about people secretly, actually. And it's all just a test of character. And like if th- they they could have found some kind of balance and like ease from one to the other, but they never seemed. It never seems to stick, mm-hmm. especially in like these seasons, the first yeah. two seasons. I and it it, yeah. it didn't. So obviously, I I go in with very limited knowledge. But even just this episode, like the scene of her throwing kids into lockers, it's like you were making her comically evil, and then trying to humanize her like later on in the episode. Yeah, it's very very strange. Mm-hmm. It's tonal whiplash to the like unth- extent. 
Yeah, I'm blaming Ryan Murphy yeah. again. Yeah, I, I, I think I will blame all my issues on Ryan Murphy from now on. Yeah, good plan. It does, <laughs> like, even... I would even say it goes back to way back in the first season when we learned that, like, her villain origin story, quote, quote, is that uh, she has a sister with Down syndrome and, like, mm-hmm. she's the only person she truly cares about and it's, like, it's really sweet in a vacuum. So Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But when you put it up against yeah. the the like the tapestry of everything else that Sue does and all the other cruelty that she does herself or allows to happen, it's very hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. While Sue Sylvester might be an iconic character, she's not necessarily a good character. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's infamous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they sing this yeah. little light of mine with the sick kids. And then mm-hmm. Sue is all happy and enjoying herself because Jane Lynch is genuinely good with kids and she likes kids. And this was probably, yeah. like, it, part of it is we're trotting out the sick, the actual sick kids to sing to make the audience feel something. But part of it is also we let these two mm-hmm. people who are popular at the time to go sing with these sick kids. And so the kids definitely loved it. Yeah. 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 I think that there are definitely good things about the scene, but just my my overall feeling was... It's it's good in a vacuum, weird with context. Yeah, it, it felt very, uh, if I was a worse person, I would use the term virtuous singling, but I'm not. <laughs> but it, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, what that word should actually mean, I think is exactly, like, it was very much, look at how good we are. And it's like, mm-hmm. but you're not. It's a, it's a ratings grab. Yeah, ratings grab is better. Yeah. It's, it's, it definitely, I, I had issues with that scene, and I'm glad other people did, because I like yeah. sharing opinions with people. Mm -hmm. i think i would feel better about that scene if it was a character who would actually have some like if there if it was a character where this character development would stick between episodes yeah yeah i i got i got the feeling just from this one episode that glee is very much a show where character development kind of just does what it wants yeah speaking of character development the next day at school all the girls are dressed in rachel outfits Mm mm-hmm Santana says that she should look like an institutionalized toddler, but she looks hot and smart. She feels like Michelle Obama. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a cool. It's... <laughs> Everyone has put aside their mutual differences to nag Rachel Berry. Which, honestly, I'm down for. Yep. Brittany got all the credit, like, because Rachel walks up and is like, who inspired your outfits? And they're like, Brittany, obviously. And she's like, but you're all dressed as me. Mm-hmm. And then, then they comment that no, she's got reindeers on her thing, and they've got horses. Exactly. So it's completely different. How could you try and steal this from poor, innocent Brittany? <laughs> poor, innocent Brittany is correct. She's done nothing wrong in her life, and I would die for her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then Rachel confronts Brittany, and Brittany's like, well, yeah. first off, Rachel's like, I'm trying to make a comeback. And Brittany's like, from what, though? Yeah, it is delightful because for like all that Rachel Berry has done in this episode so far is try to become popular or at least liked. And Brittany is like, Rachel, nobody likes you because all they hear and see when they look at you is a cat getting its temperature taken and hearing the screaming. And for for once, it seems like that actually stuck with Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> which is good. I support Brittany pointing out Rachel's flaws to her. So, now it's time for Lauren's first, actually Lauren's only solo in the whole show. Oof. Yeah. Aww. 
Anyways, uh, she's there. She's got like a corset on and everything. She looks pretty dope. Will introduces her and she declares, listen, if I was a country, my flag would be a big fist giving the rest of the world the finger and this would be my anthem. And Will's like, okay. <laughs> uh, she she calls up Brittany and Tina to do backup dancing and then as like the camera zoom in, she's just like, ah. oh, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. And so she starts singing I Know What Boys Like by the Waitresses, which, so here's, here's the thing. It's very flat at the beginning, but that's how the song's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's just kind of standing still and not moving. And then she glances to Puck and Puck just smells underwear. And then she pans across yeah. the club and they're all in their undies. Yep. Or what passes as yeah. undies. <laughs> because. Does one of you want to talk about this, or you want me to talk about uh, it? Well, I, I, I didn't actually notice this at the time, but I did see Sue's underwear in the wiki, and interesting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she is in a full, like, latex dominatrix outfit. And yeah. Uh-huh. That g- good for her? <laughs> and my, my other note about this is that Finn is wearing a Power Rangers shirt. And I used to yeah. have the. He is. I used to have the exact same shirt. I think I did too. <laughs> I wish I did. This, yeah, this interesting underwear. I think all underwear should be Power Ranger suits, not suits. Wait, wait, yes, actually suits. <laughs> we go to bed. We go to all bed. Right, and time to like, get ready for bed. <sighs> it's morphin time. <laughs> 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 it's a very fun musical number. Yeah, it's real good. Like I I didn't like it. <laughs> what? So I, I and here's the thing. I, I didn't like it because there yeah. was one very specific moment in it that gave me a bad vibes. Okay. Which is when she took a guy's head and rubbed her boobs all over his face without his consent. And I was like, I don't like that. Oh. Mm. That That's yeah. fair. That, but like also, I, I'm not a fan of deadpan singing in general. Like, that's not my kind of singing that I really like. So the overall tone of the song didn't really vibe with me either. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to like it, especially now that I know that it's her only, like, solo number. <laughs> because yeah. she deserves better than that. But yeah, I just mm-hmm. wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my least favorite either. I will say that. Mm-hmm. She also, my favorite part of the number though, is when she walks up to Puck like she's gonna kiss him, and he like closes his eyes and everything, and then she turns around and goes, "Sucker!" I did like that part. <laughs> yeah, I like. I I will admit, like this is maybe not the most interesting, like musically, but it's really fun. As it's a it's a lot of really fun character interactions and like. The background is good, and it's just, it's so nice to see Lauren Zeises, who is one of the best members of Glee Club, like, coming into her own as a solo performer. I think, I think I definitely, I probably would have enjoyed it more if I cared about any of these characters. You know what, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, like, I, I, I totally get what you're saying with the character interactions, but I just, like, I don't know anything about them, so it's like, eh, it was, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I did like it more than Baby, and that's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene this morning i woke up and decided to swallow the sun i don't even know what that's a quote from i don't think it is a quote from anything because i googled it and the first thing i googled this morning i woke up and decided to swallow the sun james earl jones and glee is the first 
The first entry is the J Sam Evans James Earl Jones impression. The second search result is top nine snakes of all time. <laughs> huh. Oh, so maybe it's Conan? Maybe it's from Conan. The Barbarian or O'Brien? Conan the Barbarian. I don't think there was any point where James Earl Jones played a giant snake man and Conan the Conan the O'Brien. <laughs> Conan the O'Brien. Yeah, this is the part where I kind of started zoning out. <laughs> I, I, I'm reading these things and I'm like, some of this sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so it's Sam and Santana in the library, and Sam does the impression. He's like, "That's my James Earl Jones impression," and Santana says. That's super offensive. Mm -hmm. He killed Martin Luther King. <laughs> That's another one of those jokes that just caught me so off guard. Th this show yeah. has done a good job of making jokes that are so out there. Not necessarily funny, just weird enough that I'm like, that was funny. <laughs> it's yeah. weirdly, weirdly good Gen Z humor for a show not made for Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, just for for the record, the person who shot Martin Luther King Jr. was James Earl Ray. Oh, that makes yes. the joke make more yeah. sense. Yes, <laughs> I yeah, I have not learned that name, and I think that might be an indictment of my school system. Let's just indict everybody's school system. Yeah, that's good. Yes, but also yes, I agree. But also, teachers should be paid more. Yes, that's my absolutely. Exactly. It's not their school fault, system's usually. bad, absolutely. but teachers are good. Yes. That's my hot take for the day. 90% of teachers are good. Curriculum bad. Curriculum bad, teacher good. But anyways, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to you, father. And then Santana tells him to just please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, look, there's no time for impressions. Now is the time for propositions. Yes. <laughs> he is basically one wrong move away from the whole school seeing him as a dork. And dating Quinn isn't going to work, especially because she cheated on him and he knows it. He's just trying to convince himself that he didn't. Uh, but if he dates Santana, that's the new hotness. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's a mess. This whole scene should be subtitled with Santana saying, please, dear God, I need a beard. <laughs> yeah. She, Santana the mean lesbian is still dealing with the second half of that title. <laughs> yeah. And then is this the part? Where Sue goes to Will and she's like, this isn't an anthem. Yeah, she, she storms in with his office and she's like, no, your kids know what a fucking anthem is. <laughs> and he's like, well then, what are you going to sing, Sue Sylvester? And she sings the worst song from the best album from My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> I've only listened to two songs from that album, so I guess I can't... I like the song. I don't like the Glee version of the song, but I like the song. It's yeah. it's an album of bangers. Okay. I, I think I really recommend listening to it. Fair uh, enough. It's, one of, it's my favorite mm -hmm. album of theirs. It also just, I recommend watching the music videos, because, like, they had that yeah. cool, like, post-post-apocalyptic, like, very fun post-apocalyptic vibe to it. Like, Danger Days as a whole has that really cool vibe to it, and I just... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're singing, they're singing the song Sing by Mad Chemical Romance, who are apparently a lumberjack band. <laughs> yeah, because all of them are in plaid and like toques yeah. or hats with fur on them. Yeah, I was a bit perplexed by that because I don't think I've ever seen Gerard Way in my life wear anything even resembling what a lumberjack would wear. Yeah, and I think I think Santana's in Inushanka, like like the Russian yeah. hats, the Russian hat. What's my favorite planet in Mass Effect? Yeah. <laughs> 
it's just so goofy. I can't. I can't, yeah. I just can't even. One of my notes is why did Gerard Way allow this? Why did Gerard <laughs> Way allow this? So here's the thing. I I fully expected to like love this because I was like I love My Chemical Romance, one of my favorite bands ever, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, this was the worst song of the episode. <laughs> I just yeah, and part of it was because they they cut so much of the song, and I think some of the better parts of the song, and part of it was just mm-hmm. it was, I, I none of the decisions made sense at all. I just this made me hate Glee. I didn't hate Glee before. This but I hated j- just it this. This is the only <laughs> just thing this. Hate Glee. <laughs> Everything was perfect yeah. before this. I had no issues whatsoever with the episode. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. If if this made you hate Glee, though, then be happy. This is the episode you got. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god. I would I would like to watch another episode of Glee at some point. Oh but... don't worry, we'll take it back kicking and screaming at some point. Okay. I have a question. Do you think it would have been better if they instead sang na 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 na? No, because that's my favorite song from the album and I would hate to hear them ruin it. What if they were still dressed as lumberjacks? <laughs> you know what? Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I just like I sing isn't a song I, I I do like it. I think it's still like a pretty good song. Uh overall, mm-hmm. like though I think there are so many better songs in that album that I just I'm like it's kinda of boring, I guess. And so to hear it and then just a way worse version of it, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Honestly, I enjoyed this number. I mostly enjoyed it because it, it feels like the kind of a musical number where if you told a group of teens they were going to get to sing some My Chemical Romance, you just said, go have fun. Like, this is what they would do. They would probably all grab their comfiest flannel and just run around in circles on the stage and jump and do stunts and be angry in the way that musical theater teens are angry. Yeah. And, like, in that, it it felt true to life. Like, it's fine musically. I just, I... I, I appreciate what they were trying to get at in the sense of having teens. And then just Sue is there like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. That... And in a pl- in a plaid flannel tracksuit. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I do plan on running a Danger Days themed Forgotten Eras campaign at some point. Oh, nice. Can I play Sue? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I, I will play Sue. She will be the primary antagonist. <laughs> I'm actually writing that down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they sing, sing, and mm-hmm. then after that, Quinn goes up to Sam and she's like, I think it's hot when I wear my boyfriend's shirts to ceramics night. And Sam is like, I'm breaking up with you. I know that you cheated on me with Finn and you can't even look me in the eye, but whatever. It's no harm, no foul. And then he accidentally speaks Navi because he's a huge dork. <laughs> he is a huge dork. I love him for that. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And then the club, like, Santana's sitting in Sam's lap, and the other girls are like, when did that happen? Yeah. Listen, if if if, if you blink, you're gonna miss the relationship developments of Glee. Yeah. Oh boy, I blink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in the Glee club, yeah. Will is like, I think we all owe Coach Sylvester a thank you for giving us a great number that we can perform at regionals. And then Rachel stands up, and she's like, Mr. Shu, I don't think the number was good enough. I think we need to write original songs if we have any hope of beating Kurt and the Warblers and Oral Intensity. Yeah. And she's like, 
Okay, look, this isn't just about me. I think the way that we need to do this is that we all need to do an original song. That's the only way that we can beat the gay love story of Kurt Blaine. <laughs> or you guys could just do your own gay love story. <laughs> Are Santana and Brittany out by the end of the season? I forget. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, they're not out, but they're not subtle enough for anyone in Glee Club to realize that they're in, basically. Ah, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. We'll get there in a couple episodes. Yeah. Anyways. Well, now I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids leave and Sue comes in and Will's like, thanks for your help. And Sue's like, I'm glad I could be helpful. Uh, and then Will's like, if you ever feel depression again, you can join us again. And Sue's like, I can't do that, actually, because that would be spying on a competition since I am now the coach of oral intensity. Dun, dun, dun. I found a new way to destroy you. <laughs> I will kill yeah. you with the thing you love. Shitty music. I don't know if you remember, Lena, but like the whole reason that they're like, oh, our intensity destroyed us at regionals last year was because Sue Sylvester, who was a judge, she voted in a way that meant that they scored more points than Glee. I did not know this. Yeah. What? Is there a reason she hates Glee so much? Oh. Money. Spite. Okay. She hates music because her mom... Because was, singing killed her grandmother. Because both of her parents who were... Ne- allegedly, but also because Listen. both of her parents were absent, and she associated music with her mother who was absent in an abusive parent. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Her her tragic backstory. More specifically, she hates Glee because they keep on stealing the money out of the cheerleading budget. Mm-hmm. By And by stealing, and- <laughs> I mean pointing out that she doesn't need to fly the dry cleaning overseas. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> she does not need a cannon large enough to, to shoot an adult human out of it across a football field. I think we all need that, actually. <laughs> that's that's what all the budget for cafe goes to. The people cannon. <laughs> Anyways, the last scene is uh, Rachel and Finn in the hallway. And Finn is like, hey, Rachel, I think your idea was good, actually. But I didn't support you in there because no one's going to believe you until you actually do it. Yeah, and she's like, oh, does that mean that you want to write an original song with me, Finn? And he's like, no, I think you should do it yourself. Because this, the Rachel Berry that I saw, I think it was he was referring to when they were doing Take Me or Leave Me. He was like, yeah, that like, like that's the Rachel Berry that I fell in love with. I think she might be making a comeback or something yeah, like he's that. Like, Roll credits. You're a trendsetter, Rachel. <sighs> she's not. She's not. She's a trend-ender. A trender. <laughs> a trender. <laughs> Speaking of things hey. ending. Lena, great news. We've reached the up the end of this episode of Yay! <laughs> and as you know from having edited this podcast, this is the part where we get to talk about favorites and least favorites. So what's your gold star song? My gold star song is Take Me or Leave Me. Mm-hmm. It's mine. No one can take that from me. Take me or leave me. It's mine. <laughs> I have no biases. <laughs> You've taken it. You're not leaving it. But in case anyone's curious, my next favorite would be Somebody to Love. Okay. Then it would be I Know What Boys Like. Mm-hmm. Then it would be Baby. Mm-hmm. And then it would be Sing. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is I Know What Boys Like. I think I yeah. just had the most fun listening and watching that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm also going to have to do I Know What Boys Like. Because I have to honor Lauren Zeises in, her own, in what is sadly going to be her only solo in Glee. And the only reason Take Me or Leave Me is not higher is because of Leah Michelle. Yeah, and, and this, this, I have no biases. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm starting to develop biases. 
<laughs> if you don't have one bias by the end of an episode or lose a like me, something's gone wrong. <laughs> I'm biased against Glee. That's my bias. There we go. Fair. Now, Fair. other than singing, what was your gold star moment? Ah, uh, hmm. Get back to me because I'm trying to read through the moments and then figure out what I actually liked. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard to figure out a moment I liked. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite moment was when Quinn and Santana and Tina were all like, how can you do this to poor innocent Brittany? Mm -hmm. Anything you can do, Brittany will do better. (laughs) Okay, actually, my my favorite moment was when Brittany said the goat ate the bunny. I thought that was very good. (laughs) Especially just because I think she had a great delivery of it. Like, she did a very good line delivery Mm -hmm. there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Heather Morris does a, she does a very good job as at like delivering Britney's just absolute madcap lines like I think Lena I think that's one of the reasons why she stayed with the show oh, okay because they were like oh she's actually really good at delivering deadpan comedy lines which sometimes she improved Christina what was your favorite moment if you didn't already say it I don't remember I'm very out of it today <laughs> it's okay mood i think i have to also give mine to uh how could you do this to poor innocent britney <laughs> because it's both supporting britney s pierce and uniting the girls of glee and also dragging rachel berry yep it's a trifecta that one was very good too so then what's your worst lena what would you like to slush sue aside everything just every single moment that was like haha suicide so funny mm-hmm. no bad yeah I also agree with that one, but I will say it's like, so it, it's bad, but I wasn't like, when I pick a lot of worst moments on this show, it's because it's either really shitty writing or like directly harmful. And I guess this is mm-hmm. harmful, but it's like, I wasn't yelling at the screen going, this is the worst thing you could have done. I was like, come on guys, really? I, I think my overall reaction to this episode was there was no moments that I was like, hell yeah, I love this show. But there were also no moments where I was like, I feel like genuinely upset about what has happened. <laughs> yeah. Like it was I it was very it was a met episode is what I would say. Yeah. That was my whole yeah. thought about that episode. Yeah. Um I, I also I will say that the 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 cancer ward was almost my pick, but I think there's enough uh, like genuine wholesomeness in it that it manages to skate by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christine, are you on the same page? Yes, I am. I am. It's my 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 close second for slushy is the fact that they keep trying to give Sue a heart and it keeps not sticking. Honestly, that's a slushy on the whole series. Sue is a nobody. Confirmed. Yeah. You know what? There you go. <laughs> Sue cast her own heart out years ago. Sue voice Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, just the the whole thing about like I, I I think Tanner you and Lean hit the nail on the head with, when you were talking about how like yeah. It's one thing to do it as like a one-off joke, but they just kept hitting those beats. Yeah. And it was just like, no, please stop doing this. This is not helping. But yeah, that's the episode. And even yeah. even though we always we end it. on the worst part, ultimately I did enjoy this episode. <laughs> yeah, I honestly like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel shameful saying this, but I honestly, after I finished this episode, I was like, I could watch another episode of Glee. <laughs> And I will someday, but that day is not today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. In in the process of trying to watch Glee, however, I found out that Disney technically owns the right to what I think is a better musical show, Gallivant. So, yeah, because they're on ABC. <gasps> yeah. 
Gallivant and Kingdom Hearts. So yeah, I, I I have added Gallivant to my list of potential. I currently have sixty seven total potential movies <gasps> or shows to use for my spinoff campaign, which will I think I will explain what that is a bit later because they summon Tad Cooper. <laughs> anyway, so. Lena, thank you so much for coming on today to talk with us about Glee. Thank you for subjecting yourself to it, and I hope that if you choose to, that it slides right out of your head after we get off the call. <laughs> oh, it 100% will. It slid out of my head, like, 40 minutes ago. Excellent. So, Lena, where would you like to be found on the internet? Do you have things that you want to shout out and or Yes, uh, I am the host and GM of a series of podcasts called Forgotten Eras. Uh, currently, we have our, our primary podcast is Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era, an actual play podcast set in the universe of Kingdom Hearts, 80 years before the events of Birth by Sleep. We're playing a game called Interstitial Arch, Intertwined, Made Riley Hopkins, you can find them at River Red Under. Former guests of the show. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Of the show. So, hey, I don't know if any other members of the podcast have been on the show yet, but I do know eventually some will be on the show. Theo was on for Christmas, and okay. Rem. Mm-hmm. Was going to be on, then they had to reschedule. So I'm not sure when they're going to be on next. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so Kingdom yeah. Hearts of Forgotten Era is our primary podcast. We release s- semi regularly. We're trying to do every other week currently, and then going back to weekly weekly, weekly releases. Going back to Riku releases. <laughs> weekly releases. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's goofy Kingdom Hearts fun mixed with like also existential horror a little bit. We've gotten a bit dark at times, which. But yeah, it's it's a narrative actual play. Uh, it's a big fan of it. And we also have released one episode of Broken Foundation, and eventually we'll release more. That's a Monster of the Week podcast based on the SCP Foundation in an alternate universe. Eventually, we also will start releasing episodes of Scattered Memories, which is a Kingdom Hearts spinoff podcast, which is all focused around guests and just general uh, Kingdom Hearts fun. You can find all of our stuff on our Twitter, which is kh underscore afe. Uh, I have not changed that, and I honestly don't think I will even after we stop doing Kingdom Hearts entirely because I just think it's it's the brand now. Mm-hmm. That's where you can find me on stuff, and also on all your podcast apps at Forgotten Eras. Rad. Yeah, that was that was a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> One might argue too much. Oh, you're fine. Anyways, Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know, and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter, through the Loser Like Me Pod at gmail.com, or through the Corner Podcast Network Discord. Uh, next time! Time for another special episode! Don't get drunk! One that I'm going to have a lot of uh, thoughts shots, about, namely... Everybody! Everybody! You want to count us, Tanner? Or do you want me to count us? You know what? You can count us. Okay. Okay, so, Lena, we do... Okay, okay, so... I've edited this podcast before. I'm sorry that I. I'm sorry that I even. I've, I've, the thought I've, of I've had the, flew through my head. I've had the the fun experience of trying to sync it together. Even though I've told you multiple times, don't sync them. Just let them sit there. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Three, two, one, and that's, and what, that's you missed what you on missed on, on Glee. That was deliberate. <laughs> yeah, that one was. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now 
As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Oh, okay. Theo finally got back to me. Uh, he has he has seen Rent. Yeah. Ah. Uh, just just curious. He said yes. Why? And I said just curious. 